Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. To the west of the great continent of Kern lies the island provinces of Perth, home to brave seafarers, exotic pleasures, storms of swirling magical energy, and cults dedicated to the old gods. Upon these white sands came the Eve's Watch, a band of sellswords and brutes seeking their fortune upon the shores of these lands. Let me tell you of this age of legends, for I and I alone am keeper of their saga. This is their chronicle. Once you enter into the grounds of the palace, Kushim hands you off to an older Perthian gentleman. He's got a shaved head. He's clean shaven. He looks like he's probably in his mid-60s. He beckons you to follow him. Kushim says his goodbyes and moves off towards the palace proper. You're led across the grounds of the palace, passing by several outbuildings, uh, stables, guardhouses. There's guards that pass by and nod and greet the old man and he brings you to a small square building made of stone it's got a lot of ornate reliefs on it mostly ocean stuff you know swirling waves dolphins whales all sorts of aquatic life on one wall there's a giant octopus relief on there he opens the door beckons you to enter the building and when you do it's a nice very comfortable looking apartment. There's a large common room with a hearth in there, probably just for decoration purposes because it's brutally hot. There's flowers, a platter with fruit, and some what looks like bread, but it's more of like a cracker, unleavened type of bread. And he says, remain here. The queen will summon you when she's ready for your audience. Please do not leave the compound. Stay within the palace walls. You may roam the palace common area as much as you wish, but you may not enter the palace itself. You are guests of the queen. Is there any particular room that is cooler than this? The whole building is pretty cool. The stone seems to make it a lot cooler. The windows are open a crack. Any bathing areas? There's several bed chambers there. There's that large common area. There's a loo. There's a large room with what looks like, for lack of a better term, almost like a swimming pool with some water in there. It looks like like a communal bath. I'm going to eat some fruit, get some food, and I'm going to make my way to the communal bath. I will join you. She will be joining as well. Before anybody leaves the room, Tuco will suggest, should we not huddle up and discuss how we... This was not a kidnapping, certainly, but it wasn't exactly an invite either. It was very nice, but we were obviously compelled to be here. Do we just ride this wave? Is everybody comfortable with what's happening to you right now? Why don't we discuss this in the bathhouse? Will we be alone in the bathhouse? We're here. It doesn't matter. They know we're here. Because I want to discuss whether we want to continue to be here. If there are attendants, I'm pretty sure they're used to being ordered out. There's no attendance. You're alone 
in this in this building or if we are offered a job what are our uh, parameters what are our requests uh, i know we've worked together a long time but this seems to be a very particular job we, when have we been escorted like this in the past three times actually that's rare but it happens well, he was only here how, for two of them. How much, I've how much, been here for ni- in, in Eve's watch for nine years. How much pay do we hope? Depends on the job. I mean, to be fair, the last escort like this was the noble's personal guard that we then executed. But, you know. Yeah. Well, this is true. We're paid quite handsomely. We were. We're always paid handsomely. We are the guard. So the strategy is whatever. It's all good. Is this is a strategy I'm hearing from our group? We're gonna, yeah. we're okay, gonna, we're, okay. We'll discuss it in the house. If I'm, worse comes to worse, we kill them all afterwards. Tuco, we're gonna have to wait and see what the queen's offering, what she wants us to do, how much she's gonna offer. Yeah, we can't negotiate until we know the terms that we're negotiating. Yeah, we don't have a set price. Okay, so if the price is just our lives, we're the Eve's watch. They don't say, "All right, we'll let you live." I'm not. I'm not we're, playing. We're, water we're sought out for a reason. If it were like our lives on the line, then we would go along with it to a certain point where we could guarantee our escape and get the hell off the island. Correct. Ku has the right of it. Maybe Ku should be the leader. No. I disagree. I think that's a good idea. Anybody who wants to put a Copian in charge is an idiot. I ain't that far off the beaten path. I know. I'm just going to start taking off my chainmail armor. Hit a hand. If you don't mind. Ku is down to his loincloth already. I'm tall enough to... Ku wears basically nothing anyways. The bath is cool. It's refreshing. There's perfumes and soaps, flower petals in there, towels and silk garments that you can relax in. And when you leave the baths, after being appropriately pruny, you exit into the common area. There's several servants putting out platters of food. I head right to the food. Food sounds good. I'll go back to my armor. Shake it out, put on new clothing underneath, and redone my armor. Yeah, get dressed first, then food. One of the servants ushers the others out and says, Is there anything you wish, anything you require? Provisions for whatever it is you will be doing for the queen? Any materials that need to be replaced? Silk garments that will fit me. We have provided those for you. They are the ones that look like bed linens. The big ones. And I will put them on. Do you have access to stores of herbs, both medicinal and poisonous? We work for the queen. We have access to anything you want. Can I have access to the slaughterhouse to choose our food? To the slaughterhouse? Yes, to choose our food. Uh, I will have to inquire. We only eat the healthiest of animals. I will have to inquire. Tuco has taken the time while this conversation is happening to pick up his pack. And I imagine everybody has chosen a, a room for their gear. Is this true? When you took off your stuff, did everybody choose a resting area? No, I just did mine in the, in the common area. That's same with me. In the biggest of the beds, he takes out the spyglass from his pack and he hides it under the mattress. Under the mattress? There's under the, the edge of the mattress, not where you lay your heavy weight. Maybe tuck it like in a pillow? On the biggest of the beds that the biggest of the party member will probably try to occupy. <laughs> Maybe rip the lining and that, put it inside the mattress. I thought that he would be the least sensitive to a small lump in his bed. I don't think they're worried about the lump. They think they're worried about me crushing it. Their concern is fair. They're not I holding it. I don't think they should be concerned at all. They're not there. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> so you will spend a relaxing evening. Ku will make a list of herbs and hand it to them. He takes it. Thank you. Anybody else? I will 
procure silk clothing, some of the uh, of the flowing variety. Like I'll describe what I saw it on the streets. It looks very cool to wear. Yellow pants and a open throat blue shirt. My preference is red fashionable here. Ah, yes. A uh, red sash, I think, for around the waist. Good choice, okay. sir. Good choice. I need one too. A red sash. Yes. I would like to make a more practical request than silk clothing. I'm assuming whatever the queen wants is going to have us going out onto the island and into the jungle. So anything that will repel insects and maybe some nets, like if we have to make camp outside that we can cover to, to keep the bugs at bay. Yes, of course. Thank you. Tuco with like a very large plant-based hat, bamboo hat, something like that. Very, very large. A hat. The sun is very bright here. Yes, it is. Perhaps one for your large blue friend as well. I'll, I'll and looks at I, I, I need one of those too. If that'll be all, gentlemen. I have issues with sleeping, so I tend to walk around a lot. What exactly are the confines of the castle grounds? Within the walls. So as soon as I go outside of the walls, but I'm good on top of the walls? Within the walls. Not okay, so I can't of... be on top. I have to be in you the inner not. side of the wall. Yes. Okay. Thank I will see that much. the guards don't kill you while you go for I'll your walk. I'll please warn them. I tend to wander. I will. It helps me get close to sleep. Of course. Once she leaves, I'm going to cast Purify Food and drink over the food before we eat, as usual. There's a lot of fish. There's fish for miles. Fish and fruit. Is any of the fish fresh and raw? Or do they cook it all? They cooked it all. I'll pick the choicest bits that are cooked the least. I'm just going to wonder if any of these fish are from that really ugly one with two mouths. What kind of stupid fish would have a mouth in the top of their head? Better to get the food in faster. Shin will entirely ignore all the food and go to the window and start memorizing landscape. As is common, uh, Shin doesn't join you for food or drink. The wine is remarkable. It's very good. And there's plenty of it. Plenty of wine, plenty of water. Beer is conspicuous by its absence. But otherwise, it's a fine meal. The best meal you've had in quite a while, being on the road and pursued and living off of tavern fare as, as frequently as you do. So this is a nice change of pace. You sleep the night, everybody except for Shin, who spends the majority of his evening wandering the grounds. In the morning, you awake oh. to find food again. More fish, eggs, some poultry of some type, more fruit, more local vegetables. You dress, have a meal, speak with one another as is customary over breakfast. Shin sits there while everybody eats and drinks, engages with you, but doesn't touch anything. You're used to that. And then there's a knock at the door. Moments later, the older person gentleman walks in, says, the queen will speak with you now. Excellent. Are we to leave our weapons here? You may come armed. The queen is safe. You are not prisoners. You're guests of the queen. Well, yes, but we don't know the customs. Ah, of course. Forgive me. Yes, you are encouraged to bring your weapons everywhere you go. Everywhere. Tuco sneaks back into the uh, largest bedroom to recover the spyglass. Is it still in good shape? Yes. Stows that. He takes you across the palace grounds through a large set of doors where there's a guard on either side that wraps the blunt end of the spear on the ground a few times, opens the door, and you walk in and you're brought into a large chamber, invited to sit down. He pours everybody a glass of wine, bows, and leaves. After a few moments, the doors open, doors that are opposite the ones you came in. Several soldiers come filing in and stand 
five on each side. And then Hushim enters, he walks in, he's patting people on the shoulder, the soldiers, you know, does kind of like a fake punch on the jaw of one of the guys and winks, stands in, in the room, looks at all of you, smiles this big, broad, toothy smile, says, a good queen, Tatama. And there's a wrapping of the spears on the floor. I'll stand. I thought we were all standing already. I stand if I'm not standing. In comes this very statuesque woman, very dark skinned, wearing gold jewelry with all sorts of gems and precious stones in, embedded into it. Her bracelets on her ankles and wrists kind of like jingle and hum as she walks in. She's wearing a long flowing silk robe and very delicate thin gold tiara. She has an air of authority. She's one of those women that when she enters a room, she's in charge. You could tell she's running shit. She comes in, folds her hands across her front, smiles to everybody, beckons you to sit down. Take a seat. We'll sit. Kushim approaches, pulls out this large chair. The queen sits in it. As she's sitting, he pushes it in underneath her and stands behind her with his hand on the hilt of his sword. Thank you all for coming. First, allow me to apologize for the manner in which you were summoned. Kushim told me what happened. It seems there was a sense of urgency involved in your summoning. So please forgive any transgression that might've occurred, but I'm glad you have agreed to come. I hear many, many good things about the Eve's Watch and the job I have is one I believe only you can effectively fulfill. I am willing to pay handsomely. She snaps her fingers, Kushim puts a bag in her hand and she opens it and pours out several small gems of a variety of colors that catch the light and sparkle. This is but a small sampling of what I'm willing to pay. Inside check. Same for Tuco. Two for Tuco. <laughs> 18. What exactly are you looking for? Lies. She seems very sincere. So then Ku telepathically first looks at Mule and telepathically says into his head, she's telling the truth. I'll, uh, I'll just give him a, just a short nod. Always a little disconcerting when he enters your head. It is but it's a most effective means of communication. Yes, without a doubt. Insight check, specifically on the gems. That's a seven. What was the purpose of the insight check um, on the gems? To find out what the possible value of the red gem might be. It would be investigation, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be insight. Same result. I mean, as far as like value goes, it looks like a lot. I mean, she is a queen. They're rich, as a rule. And judging from the palace, it seems like, yeah, she's wealthy. The city is wealthy. The people seem to be happy and, and well. So this is a nice little tidy pile of gems. She begins, I am looking for bodyguards. Not for me, but for my daughter, the Princess Jules. Unfortunately, my daughter has received several death threats of late, which is very concerning. I have received some myself, but I have Kushim. I am not worried. My daughter, on the other hand, I am concerned with. I must stress that this detail may be a bit challenging for you. My daughter is a bit headstrong. I cannot have it look as though we are concerned with the death threats. We are the ruling family here in Mashapur. And weakness, we simply cannot have that perception by those that would seek to cause the royal family harm. My daughter enjoys shopping, walking about the city, 
It is my expectation she will still engage in those activities that the general population is used to observing, but it is prudent that I have bodyguards for my daughter, not just any bodyguards, but the Eve's Watch. I need people who are willing to do whatever it needs to ensure the safety of my daughter. Is what I've heard of your company true, or need I seek other cell swords to protect my daughter? True that we're the best there is. Let's start with that, shall we? Mr. Moulet. Moulet, pleasure. And your contracts are fulfilled without question and unwaveringly? Correct, after the proper negotiations take place. Of course. So, let us begin with the proper negotiations. Who is the one who establishes price? Oh, let it be me, let it be me. How old says is she? Tuco. And what's her name? As I said, her name is Jewel. How old? Why? Depends on how much we have to keep track of her. She's a young woman. How old? In her early 20s. How old, your grace? I'm sorry, my grace. That's better. Tuco, if you'd like to speak to Price. I would indeed. What will be the term of this contract? Will we be here a week? Will we be here a month? As long as you're needed. So I believe then a daily rate would be best to set. Perhaps. Will you be providing housing and food and clothing as long as we are here? The finest. You'll remain in the quarters that you're in, except when on duty, in which case you will be with my daughter at all times. Shin leans over and taps the shoulder. We need repairs and weapon upgrades. Heard. Tuco says, I believe a fair starting price is 100 gold a day. Each? Each. That is fair. He looks around. Does the company agree? Agreed. It's a fair price. Fair. Sounds good to me. Agreed. When there is need for the terms of the contract to be altered, we will renegotiate. For example, should my agents determine what the source of the threats are, and if the threat needs to be eliminated, then we will renegotiate a contract to establish the terms of the elimination of the threat. Agreed? Agreed. Good. Do you have any questions of me? What are the nature that the threats are being received in, Your Grace? Mostly in written word. Letters, some whisperings that my agents have picked up from traveling in nefarious circles. While it is not evident, there is a somewhat sinister element here, as sadly there are in all cities. We have done much to stamp it out since my husband's death, but have not been able to fully do so. Are there any limitations when it comes to the young lady? Such as if there's a extreme danger and she needs to be immediately removed from the area, will we be breaking any cultural protocols if we say we need to physically remove her uh, and pick her up and carry her? Yes, you would. But in the event of preserving the safety of my daughter, cultural norms and expectations can be disregarded. If it is to preserve the safety of my daughter, do so at all costs, even if people need to be eliminated. At all costs comes with what we do. Our contract is our bond. That is comforting to hear. But I would hate to make physical contact with the young lady only to find out to save her life was to negate or sacrifice one of our own. My daughter will be in charge. If she wishes to shop, she will shop. If she wishes to walk amongst the people, she will walk amongst the people. And you have little say in the matter. However, When there is threat or when there is danger, you are the experts. Preserve the safety of my daughter at all costs. Even if it requires slinging her over your shoulder, kicking and screaming, and running through the city streets to safety. Our contract, it was to 
remain within the city? Yes. So if she orders us to take her across the island, do we obey that or do we... The island is very dangerous outside the walls of the city. My daughter is not accustomed to traveling outside of the city walls. My preference would be for her to stay within the city walls. I will let her know that. This is by order of the Queen. Your Grace. Yes, Mr. Varskelis. Mr. Varskelis. My friends call me Shin, but you may call me Varskelis. I am the Queen. I will call you whatever I wish. Correct. Is the succession in danger? Or can she date and go off with whoever she chooses? She is 21. The queen laughs. The succession is always in danger in a country that is ruled by men. All of my neighbors are men. It is frowned down upon for a queen to remain unmarried and to rule a country that is best left to kings and not queens. Or so it is believed. But my daughter is being courted by several of the young princes here, and she has say-so in who she decides she will marry. I do not interfere in such things. As far as dating goes, then no, she is not free to date and visit suitors, because that could put her at risk as well for an assassination attempt. There are many enemies, many enemies, and this is why this is so dangerous. My next question is, if she wants to go away with someone, she needs an escort who has ears open and eyes open at all times. That's us. That is. Yes, I know. But I mean, one or two, she has been told, we've been told she can tell us what she wants and we have to obey. We all go. That is our job. She does not get to dictate the terms of our contract, if that is correct, Your Grace. That is correct. You negotiate the terms of the contract. Exactly. My expectation is that she will perform her daily duties as the princess of Mashapur. She will walk amongst our people, as is customary for our house. She will be seen, but she will be protected while she is. My daughter does not date, nor does she have any male or female companions. She simply has not chosen one to be worthy of her. What are her interests? Spending the queen's money. On what? My daughter enjoys shopping and frequenting lower-end shops. She enjoys supporting the merchants that are less fortunate in their sales than those in the wealthier districts of the city. She frequently goes into areas that perhaps a princess should not, but likes to walk amongst the people, be recognized, engage with the people. She will go to the monasteries. She will shop at various bauble shops and dress shops. Would your grace be able to furnish us with a map of the city and markings on the map with the places that she most likes to visit? Of course. Thank you. Your grace, would you be willing to uh, give us a pouch to spend for her so that she doesn't interact with the vendors? No, she must not deviate from normal daily activities. We cannot be seen as threatened. Are our protections meant to be overt? That is, are we allowed to be seen with her? Yes, of okay. course. I just wanted to understand. My friend Jill here is quite large. He does stand out, doesn't he? He didn't want to cause any sort of trouble if he is seen walking beside her, so to speak. My Grace, could you provide us with perhaps two or three of your local guards as companions so we can coordinate and not come into conflict with the regular city guard or guards of your own? My 
preference would be to have you and you alone. How would we best coordinate with the city guards so that if they see us, I say accosting an assailant, they do not think we are criminals? That Perhaps is a token or a writ from her grace? That is something that I'm happy to provide. Your grace, what is the normal contingent that goes out with her while she shops? She usually goes with one of our soldiers, her personal bodyguard, and the older gentleman who showed you to your chambers. So she normally goes out with a retinue of two? Yes. Is it possible to give me a outfit that fits the look of her normal compatriot? Well, I certainly could provide you with an outfit, but you don't look anything like... That's okay, I'm very good at shopping. I don't know how that that is relevant, but of course I am happy to do so, Mr. Vaskelis. Well, we don't want to do anything out of the ordinary, and seven people trooping around her is out of the ordinary. So she should be guarded by one plus one, who should be your older gentleman, and the rest of us could be around. I will leave that to you gentlemen to discuss. You are the professionals, which is why I hired you. Yes, we will handle the, we'll determine how the logistics. it happens. Correct. That's part of our job. That's what we're getting paid for. I did have one other question. Should it come to physical threats against her? As Lovac indicated, you know, we can move her if we have to. Yes. If we have to engage assailants, would you prefer them captured or killed? I would like at least one person to question, but... Perhaps it is best that if there are multiple assailants to eliminate them very publicly so that there is a message sent. Understood. But it would be nice to have a conversation with one that is brought back alive. That happen. Should it come? I mean, ideally, it doesn't. I can assure you that if that were to happen, I would show my appreciation financially for that effort. Understood. Your Grace, could the more intelligent people of my party have a discussion with her current retinue? Again, I have hired you for a purpose. If a discussion is necessary, then I trust you will act accordingly. The Princess Jewel, and she waits, and then a guard comes in, leading a female in her early 20s. Looks very similar to the Queen. My daughter, these are your bodyguards. They are the Eve's Watch. You will continue to do your duties as we discussed. You will continue to do as you do, and they will make sure that you remain safe. Understood? She nods, greets you. I will bow to her. I will stand up and bow and then sit back down. What did the guards do when she walked in? Because they would have the universal interior sign of respect for a princess walking in, and I will mimic whatever they did. They didn't do anything. Then I will stand there and do nothing. Tuco is shoveling food into his face. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm going to see you. Lovac's basically doing the same thing. Just she, sitting there watching, listening the whole time, and just nibbling. Drinking. Drinking, yes. She sits down between Tuco and Lovac and begins to eat. I think we'll get along just fine, providing my instructions are followed. I am Jules, Princess of Marshall, heir to the throne of Marshall. As some food is dribbling down Tuco's face, he turns to say, Yes, princess. Yes, yes. It'll all be good. I'll reach over and grab a decanter, pour her a glass, set it in front of her. Thank you, sir. And go about my eating. These are my bodyguards. She looks at Jill. Yes, I am. My, you're big. That is good. You will stand with me everywhere I go. And you, swordsman. She looks at Lovac. Yes, dear. You will stand to my right. Jill will be on my left. I want everybody to know. Everybody to see. We are your shadows. Big, shiny shadows. <laughs> he looks at Koo and smiles. And you, what exactly do you do? I am able to provide medical support. I am also able to 
You're a duck. Surgically harm our enemies. How grim. We are grim people. Delightful. Shall we get to guarding then? She stands up, grabs a banana, peels it, throws the peel down on the table, starts shoveling in her mouth. So? Tugo stands up overly fast, knocking his chair over, clumsily then reaching back to pick it up. Sorry, sorry, princess, sorry. Yeah, let's go. I will slowly stand up as she does, push my food away, grab my spear that's been leaning up against the table, and move to her right. Kusain Holt will take more of a lead, walking ahead. She begins to exit the room. We're leaving? Grab yes. my cup and catch up. <laughs> Come along, Mr. Geel. Geel. Mr. Geel. Mr. Lovak. The rest of you. Shin will drop in behind her left and right and her to be within five feet in case anything happens. She begins to lead you through some palace corridors, talking the entire way, telling you what rooms you're passing, all sorts of unnecessary things. I like to go here and I like to read the books. I take them out of the library. I don't like to read in the library. It's too gloomy. There's not enough sunlight, but I like this room because nobody ever comes in this room and I could be by myself and I can read and I can contemplate. So I like to be there. When I'm in that room reading, I want Jill and Lovak in the room at all times. Do any of you read? Yes. I Us? Am, I yes. Do you read or have you ever read Katini? I have. I find him to be very good at descriptions. I feel like when I read his work, I am there in the past. I was just going to say that. Is that not remarkable? For someone who ages after the events happen can still grasp the feelings and the energy of that time period. I especially like his treatise on the split between the Bayrakian and the Valrakian peoples and the wars that were fought with the giants. Fascinating, and she looks at Geo. Indeed, he is he is Barakian, so he from his people and the stories that they share through the ages, their oral traditions, I suspect he may be able to educate us both a little more than we could get out of a book. What night we should talk about this. I would love that. I'm not paying attention to anything she's saying. Lovak is just looking down every corridor, he's trying doors as he goes by, he's eyeing anyone that comes by. He is basically on high alert hasn't left her right hand side will stay just behind and off to the side and he will remain in that position no matter where you go until she actually tells him to go away so he's not really paying any attention once in a while you'll get a uh-huh yeah uh-huh and that's about it <laughs> tuko is about 15 feet behind the party walking backwards eyes on the back kusan holt is paying attention to her but also circling the room and and you know circling the area and you know checking things these are my chambers she opens the door, flings it open. There's a few younger girls in there around her same age. They almost have like a uniformity of dress. And she walks in and says, these are my new bodyguards. Aren't they wonderful? They all smile and, and wave. And Shin will look over, attempt to memorize every face and give them a slight nod of his head. It's a, a rather large room, a seating area with very comfortable looking furniture in there. And there's a few doors off the room. There is also a large open balcony that looks out over the palace grounds. You can see the city and the bay. And she walks out onto the open balcony and stands there while wine is brought out to her. Lovacco says how easily the balcony can be accessed from the outside. Two stories up, three stories up. This is a spire that overlooks a cliff. It doesn't overlook a cliff. It overlooks the city. It's about three stories up. You think probably closer to... The ceilings are like massive. They're really, really high. So you're probably 60 feet up. Knowing what you know about your companions, it you think... 
Tuco could probably easily scale his way up, access the the balcony, uh, you know. So a skilled assassin, if they were looking for the princess, if they were able to evade the guards, would easily be able to climb up unnoticed, perhaps, depending on what the time of day was. As far as like a shot of an arrow or a crossbow, very difficult unless someone were on a rooftop on one of the outbuildings. But Lovac will look over and we're like, this thing's going to be a problem. Not if we pay attention, it's not. Maybe we have to put somebody out there. Fine, we have six people. Tuco never entered the room. He stayed in the hall, door guard. She sits down on one of the sofas, crosses her legs, swirls around, wine in the glass, and says, so is this all of you? This is it. Do you think you need more? Tuco's outside. Well, I don't think I need more. Everything I've heard about the Eve's Watch is true. I think this is just fine. It's all true. I'm just wondering what... Who's going to be on what shift? I mean, you're going to be here 24 hours a day with me. At night, you won't be in here because that's when I sleep, but you'll probably be outside the door. And on the balcony. Leave the shifts up to us. Well, I do, but I'm asking. I'm not going to establish your shifts. We can easily set up a rotation. But when I go out, I want Lovac and Jill where I instructed them to be. Of course. Minimally. Absolutely. This uh, is going to be wonderful. Princess? Yes. If you do not mind... I would like to never be 30 feet away from you. What? If I'm more than 30 feet away from you, I can't heal you. Okay. I don't think you'll need to heal me. I do I, not I either. Don't, I don't think she needs to know that. I don't think that's going to get you in her bedchambers at night. Shin's got balcony duty anyway. Okay. Tomorrow morning, we're going to the bazaar. Bright and early. How bizarre. What are your plans for today? I was going to read. I think I have lessons later today. What are lessons in? Warfare. Tactics. Mother insists that I know how to lead an army. It's important knowledge. You never know when you may have to. My mother thinks because she was a warrior, I need to be a warrior as well. What would you rather be? Well, if I'm going to be an effective queen, I'm going to have to learn how to lead an army. And if I'm going to be an inspiring queen, I'm going to actually have to lead the army. And not like some of these men that sit in the safety of a tent while everybody else does the fighting. So while she's saying, she's still swirling her wine in her hand. I'm going to reach in, take it, said, this is not safe yet. And be, to be an aspiring leader, you shouldn't drink it. And I'm going to drink it. You're as obnoxious as my mother. Well, an idea for you, for us, to be an effective leader in warfare, you could, to have a spar with your mother's guards, you tell us what to do as we fight them. I think it's a sound idea. We could give you some ideas as to what each of us are capable of, and then you can direct us appropriately. A little mock battle. Yes. And your princess, your bodyguards are some of the best tutors in fighting that you'll ever find. That's true. Each of us has seen many battles. If you are willing to take some time away from reading, and we can make this a little more fun. Why would she need to take time away from reading? There's only so many hours in the day for you, for most people. There's time for both. I am not going to teach a child. I'm 22. You don't have to teach her. I'm not a child. You just need to take orders from her. I don't think she needs to know my particular fighting style. She just has to know that I'm competent. That's fair. He's not paying any attention to her. I know. (laughs) That is fair. Not all of us need to partake. And perhaps just having you standing by her right side would be best. That's my job. And you will do it seriously, as you do. Well, let's see. Left and right would not be able to get into sparring anyways, because you would have to lose your position. I read someone else to justify my actions. Thank you. She stands up, rolling her eyes, walks over, pours a glass of wine, hands it to Jill. Mr. Moulet, Jill, Lovac, time for my lessons. Come. Start walking out. She stands by the door. 
Cool. Looks sure. over at you. I drink it, Jill. then put it down. Looks at the door that's closed. Koo gets up and opens the door. Thank you. You're welcome. Walks down the hallway. Again, talking. You yeah. pass by Tuco as you walk out the door, but barely noticeable, as he is almost blending into a walls in his gray-brown cloak. And as they party leaves the area, he follows them like a whiff of smoke. She's talking about Katini and his work, how boring some of the things are that she's learning, what she wants to learn about, like romance, poetry, all sorts of other more exciting things. Learn about battles and heroes, villains. Finally makes it to a door, stands outside the door and looks at Jill. Jill, look back. Koo goes and opens the door. <laughs> she walks in, says, these are my bodyguards. This is Mr. Jill. This is Mr. Lovak. This is Mule and Kusan Holt. Kusan Holt, that's a big name. You can call me Koo. Koo. Very well. Koo. Why is everybody here? I only asked for Mr. Lovak, Mr. Jill, and Mule. These are the terms of the contract, Princess. <sighs> okay. She sits down, grabs this very large book, and this severe-looking man with glasses resting on the tip of his nose. Begin. She begins reading aloud in what sounds like a very old language. And he taps his knuckle on the table and pronounces something for her and says, again. Lovac will find a spot along the wall and just lean up against the wall, rest his spear alongside of him, cross his arms and just scan the room. Is a language anything I recognize? Is it like an old common base or something much farther removed from that? Make a roll. Lore, history. Yeah, history is probably the closest. Lore is not a skill in 5e. Correct. Oh, it's not. That's, no, that's right. History is probably closest. Yep. Yeah. You have to fall it's back. Arcana. Yeah, you have to fall back on Arcana, history. you think? History or Arcana. Yeah. Okay, Arcana is better for me. That's a 14. You pick up some bits and pieces that have found their way in, into the common tongue, but it sounds a little closer to what you're hearing when they speak their native tongue here. Okay. So it's like a historical... Or yes. Probably the dialect from which their language formed. Root language. Shin? Is there any writing on the outside, on the spine, on the front, a name of the book? Well, it's sitting in her lap, so you really can't tell. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to do my best to memorize which book it is. It's hard to miss. It's it's like, it's gigantic. It probably weighs about 20 pounds. Okay, so I look around tongue. the rest of the room. Is there anything like that? No. Okay, so it's going to be a big, huge... The biggest book in the room, easily. It won't even fit on a bookshelf. It's got its own table. And this is how the day goes. She goes from lessons to musical lessons to combat training, then back to her chambers. What kind of combat training? Spear, short sword, archery. So things we could actually give tips on. Well, this is the end of my day. I'll probably stay in my chambers being bored for the rest of the evening until tomorrow. Tomorrow, bright and early, I want to go to the bazaar. I understand that they're going to have jaguar kittens there, and I want a jaguar. What time does the sun rise here? Early. I was expecting someone to say, in the morning. <laughs> Ku directs the question to the servants, like, what, approximately when does the sun rise? How? At what time is the hearth tender to show up? It's really hot here. How long, actually, how long after the sun rises do you plan on going to the bazaar? Oh, after breakfast. A few hours. Okay. Tuco attempts to communicate with Moulet without really coming into the room, see if he can get his attention to come to the doorway. I mean, if you just whisper at me or, you know, a little voicemail, I'll come over. 
Who's on night watch? Shin. Just one? Uh, we're going to have to have one at the door and one on the balcony. How's the balcony look? It'd be scalable for someone of your talents. All right, I'll take that tonight, but I'll need to rest tomorrow when you all go to the market. So I had an idea, is that there were six of us, and Shin has this thing where he can stay on the balcony all night, and, you know, that's his thing. There are five of us remaining. We take, say, two hours. Each of us takes a two-hour shift, and yeah. do that either... Yeah, it's just like keeping watch at camp. We've been keeping watch for ourselves. It's the same yeah. thing. We'll just, yeah, we'll just do... Two-hour shifts, I think, will cover it. How far is this chamber from our chambers? Totally different building. So you can see your chambers from the balcony of her her chambers. Stone floors, I assume? Yes. I don't like that. Why don't you set up camp out here in the hallway? I don't think they'll allow that. Why not? And At all costs, we were, were told. We're under orders from the queen. I mean, this, this is part of the contract. Under orders from the queen to do so in the city. This is the palace. I am willing to risk it. If there is questions, have them come to me, and I will go to the queen myself to ask for clarification. I don't think we'll be questioned. Could we go to the queen now? Absolutely. Okay. Why don't someone just go across the hallway and open the door across the hallway and see what's in there? I can do that too. Do go you're in the hallway. What's across the hall? I walk across the hall. I attempt to open the door. And the door opens. What do I see? It looks like a small library. There's shelves of books and a small desk. A comfortable looking chair for sitting. Is there enough square foot on the floor for all of us to have a bedroll? Probably not. For three of us to have a bedroll? Yeah. I mean, it'd be tight, but then maybe... Especially when Jill's in there. Then maybe what we do is we just alternate nights. What do you mean? Three of us stay up here, and we do our shifts, and we have the other two close by. Well, you'd have three sleeping, one on the door, shin outside. That only leaves one. And honestly, I would be fine sleeping in the hallway, but I would ask the queen, which I can do. Just to, yeah, if, it, we, if, it, if it'll upset your mind at ease, I will ask. We should ask the queen first before we make camp in the library or the hallway. I can take care of that unless, well, yes. The rest of you should be staying to guard the princess. I will take a walk. I'm to, still in the room. A few, you find the queen relatively easily. Asking guards, you're brought into, not necessarily the queen's chambers. She's dining. Kushima's with her. She beckons you to sit down. Mr. Moulet, would you like something to eat? Yes, I will accept just a little little something for myself. See. I'm um, sorry to bother you during your dining. It is no bother. Join me, please. So my group had a question. We'd like to ensure the prince's safety best. As you said, you know, in the city is where our main contract is, but we are beholden to her at all times now. We would like to set up camp at the library across from her chambers and potentially into the hallway there. Will that cause any sort of disruption to the flow? Minor disruption of- at best. I just Far less than the loss of my daughter would cause to the kingdom. So do what of you course. must, Mr. Moulet. Oh, the writ uh, that yes. Mr. Lovac yes. asked for. And there were some requests that were made this morning. Those are back in your chambers, all those items that you, you had asked for. I will pass that to my companions. And there was something else that was asked for, wasn't there? There was a writ and something else? No? The herbs, but they'd be back in the chamber. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And again, and we'll... Uh, I'll share a few minutes of her time. Chit-chat, whatever she asks. Most whatever she asks. <laughs> Small talk. But then I will bow, take my leave, and return to my companions. In the short interaction that you've had with the queen privately at the table, you've picked up on a few things. She is definitely in charge and takes a very involved hand in the management of the kingdom. She has a great deal of concern about the people that live in her kingdom wants there to be prosperity. She discussed the slavery with you a little bit 
and you had a pretty riveting philosophical discussion about that and how difficult it is when something like that is embedded within the society to get rid of. And she's been working to minimize that activity gradually in the hopes of it disappearing altogether little by little, which has made her unpopular with some of the more wealthier merchants that deal in such activities, as well as some of the other neighboring kingdoms that have a lot of financial interest in that. She seems very well read. Just in casually observing her, you can make out telltale scars on her forearms. Uh, her arms are bare when you see her. She has changed clothing. She's a middle-aged woman who you can tell was extremely fit in her youth. She still has the telltale signs of being, for lack of a better term, jacked. <laughs> but her arms bear some scarring like she had seen battle probably quite a bit but she's very learned very educated very easy to engage with in conversation she has the bearing of someone who is a leader but it's more of a military type of charisma than it is a i'm the queen listen to me because i'm the queen type of thing i will make sure to relate to her how gracious i am for her company and for for her conversation thank you mr moulet and the pleasure was mine Perhaps if you wish to discuss literature, philosophy, I would enjoy a conversation of that with someone who can engage effectively in those topics. I would be happy to once our contract here is concluded. Of course, I cannot stay away from my duties for too long. Of course. But yes, should there be time thereafter? Yes, it would absolutely be my pleasure to do so. You make camp across the hallway. <laughs> who is going to be where? Lovak hasn't left her room until he's actually dismissed. He just finds a spot alongside the wall and just kind of leans there or sits there quietly, just not doing anything except scanning the room. So until he's actually told by her to leave the room, he's not going to. Same for Jill. Koo, looks like you and me are doing a lot of transport. That's fine. Yeah, I will share with my companions, of course, what the queen told me that all of our requirements, and I would have taken my clothing with me when I left. Actually, I'll, I'll stop at my chambers and change before I come back to them. So when I come back to you, I'm wearing flowing clothing, a blue shirt and yellow pants with a red sash tied around my waist. And I will share with you how much more comfortable this is. Like the sweat can just dry as it comes off instead of pooling. You know the pooling. Tuco is still about six feet from the princess's door between the buttress of a wall and the wall itself in a corner. If you're looking, you see him, but if you're not looking directly at him, he's a little hard to see. So for the purpose of the overnight shift, who is sleeping and where? We need to discuss this more. Yeah, let's discuss it. Currently, we have me doing what? I think you should be on the balcony because of your propensity to I walk on wall. I actually believe that the person who can spot somebody coming up should be on the balcony. The rotation should be on the door, and <coughs> I should be given free reign to, like, wander around and make sure everything is done as a backup. The difficulty with rotating the balcony is that the rest of us need to sleep and we don't want to walk through the princess's oh, chamber no, when she's not, sleep, not rotating the balcony. You stay on the balcony. He then needs I to, don't, he needs then I to can't sleep. go on city patrol tomorrow. And he needs to sleep. So you don't need to. That's why you make the best balcony choice. And you you can effectively patrol the balcony. You can you can walk up and down that wall to keep an eye out. I can. I don't expect an attack coming in. I don't trust the princess. 
it, that's you don't have to trust the princess. And you you're not to, the only one watching her. Correct. But if you're on the balcony, you're going to know before she does. And that's the important thing. It's our only other point of egress. <laughs> um, and none of us can rotate. Can I borrow your cloak? It's a simple cloak, but of course, yes, there's nothing special about it. You won't see me clinging to the wall. Yeah, yes, of course, of course. If you're guarding all night, cloak is yours. The problem with being an insomniac. It's a boon for us right now. So Shin is on the balcony, and does anybody need more than eight hours, or can we rotate two, two, two at the door? Yeah, two, two, two. Who's sleeping in the hall? I'll take the hall spot since I, I'm the one that suggested it, so I will take it. Okay. For the record, Shin will not actually be on the balcony. I will be wall crawling the entire time so that I'm always blended in and there is no silhouette coming from outside. If there's an attack coming, I want to see it coming. The herbs that Ku had ordered, he's going to go through them and split them up between the medicinal herbs and the poisonous herbs, and he's going to deliver the poisonous herbs to Tuco. Oh, this is great, man. Thank you so much. I'm really going to oh, mess somebody's day up with this stuff. Oh, yeah. The night, for those of you that sleep, goes uneventful. Except for Ku waking up in the middle of the night at some point, screaming from nightmares. And that's a normal thing that you all have experienced. Shin, while you're stuck to the wall, you're scanning the palace grounds. It's empty, except for the occasional patrol of guards that walk by. You think you have their rotation down, you know, how long it's going to take for them to pass by underneath the balcony. The lights of the city twinkle on, and then after a while, they gradually are snuffed out, the people of the city sleeping. And as you're kind of lost in your own thoughts, staring down at the grounds of the uh, palace, you notice a woman standing down there looking up at you. She's dressed in a red dress. She's got pale white skin. And she's just looking up at you with dark eyes, like dark pupilless eyes. Does she look familiar? She looks familiar. When you really lock eyes on her and kind of drink in what she looks like, she's suddenly gone. And that's where we'll leave it this week. Join us every other week as the Eves Watch continue their adventures in Perth. Thank you to our patrons. Find us on Patreon to join the executive producers team and support the podcast. Our cast, Bill Robitaille, Louis Aponte, Frank Whedon, Jared Parker, Marcus Holt, Sin Morse, our DM, Scott, and me, Nova. Thank you our listeners, for joining us every other week.